0: Written in chalk, the echo of Arthur Stace explores the legend of the man who became Mr. Eternity and how that word ended up emblazoned across the Sydney Harbour Bridge at the turn of the millennium. This award-winning documentary is now available to watch in the free Vision app. Just tap the Watch tab and scroll to the Written in Chalk channel. If you don't have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, download it when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store or click the link at vision.org.au slash app. Vision Watch. Another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: There are two forces on the street right now. And the way I see it is this that the time is coming very soon when the faithful remnant of the living God must be able to say, Enough is enough.
0: Dr. Michael Youssef.
1: It is time to give up our fearful tendencies. It is time to throw caution to the wind. It is time to call upon the powers of heaven. It is time for the defeated, despondent, and discouraged army of God to rise up
0: and be the army of the living God. Hello and welcome to Leading the Way with pastor, best-selling author, and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef. When the calendar turned to 2023, you may have looked ahead to activities or projects you wanted to accomplish this year in the hopes of experiencing a little normal. Well, this year may or may not bring that kind of normal, but Dr. Yusuf challenges you today with a word on the importance of having the right perspective. As your situation allows, be turning to Psalm chapter 8, as Dr. Yusuf begins. If you
1: are a news junkie like me, you watch the news and you read the news and you see all of the catastrophic events that are taking place, the meltdown that has seemed to be all over the world. In fact, you can really react to the news one of possible three ways. There may be more of a possible three ways. When you see all of this stuff that is happening all of a sudden, you're going to react and say, well, you know, like some people do, and say the world is going to hell in a basket, and, but I'm glad it's over there and not here, and it's not affecting me, I'm, it's not troubling me. Others are going to react, oh, man, the world is coming to an end. Let's head for the mountains. Let's store food and silver and gold. I mean, you know, after all, every second commercial is telling you to get gold and silver. (laughs) Still others react this way. Yes, the world appears to be out of man's control. Yes, the earth is groaning, awaiting for its final redemption. Yes, the upheaval and the suffering and the persecution, it seemed to be on steroid. Yes, I know that it looks like it's out of control, but it is not out of the control of the sovereign God, who is still on the throne, who is still in control of it all. And I'm going to minister, and I'm going to serve, and I'm going to give, and I'm going to sacrifice regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. Now, what makes the difference between these views and these reactions to the meltdown of the news? The godly perspective. In the last message, I talked about the godly perspective from Naomi's point of view, after she had been through what God had done in her life, and she kept that godly perspective throughout that time. And today we're going to see that same godly perspective through the eyes of David, in Psalm 8. Most historians have placed this particular Psalm of David around the time when the Philistine giant, Goliath, was mocking the people of God. That's where Psalm 8 comes in. And when you think about it, in reality, whether as individuals or nationally or globally, All of us, if we're not facing giants now, we'll face them in the future, or we faced them in the past. We all face giants in our lives. We all face a Goliath of old. And these giants can harass us. They can challenge us. They can mock us. They can frustrate us. And yes, they can discourage us at times, Collectively. We are facing the giants of moral and ethical decline throughout the nation. We are facing the giant of corrupt leadership. We are facing the giant of untruthful political leaders. We are facing the giants of earthquakes and floods and natural disasters all over. We are facing the Islamic takeover and militantism, whether it be in Europe or here or the Middle East or all over the world. On individual basis, we face giants probably here today, facing the giant of uncertainty and the giant of depression or the giants of worry and anxiety about the future. Some are facing the giants of fear. Some are facing the giants of addiction. Some are facing the giants of bitterness and unresolved anger that seem to dominate their life. There are some people facing all sorts of giants of all kind. What makes the difference between defeating these giants in our lives And these giants defeating us is what? The godly perspective. What makes the difference between slaying the giants and continuing to allow these giants to mock us is what? The godly perspective. What makes the difference between those who hide from giants and those who take authority over giants is what? When Goliath was mocking the people of God, everyone, including King Saul himself, were shivering in their boots. But then comes this shepherd boy, and he looked at that heavyweight champion of Gaza, and he says, who is that Philistine in comparison with my God? Although the cable operators were not carrying the fight live, the pay-per-view was not even carrying that sight But David understood that this is a spiritual battle between the living God and Satan. And just as the descendant of King David, the Lord Jesus Christ, thousand years later, defeated Satan totally and completely on the cross of Calvary, this David temporarily defeats Satan's emissary in the person of Goliath. David, this young shepherd boy who is a foreshadowing of the Lord Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd of the sheep. David, the young shepherd, he placed a stone in his sling, which is a foreshadowing of the Rock of Ages, and he aimed it at Goliath's forehead, and then he yelled, Timber! (laughs) You see, David's secret of victory is found in verse 1 of Psalm 8. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's say it together. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. They were under attack. Uh, they were being mocked. They are being harassed, yes. <laughs> but, you see, his perspective began with the Rock of Ages, and when your perspective begins with the rock of Ages, not your resources. When your perspective begins with the majestic, victorious Jesus and not yourself, when your perspective focuses on the only one who can destroy sin and death and not tranquilize it in your life, when your perspective starts with the one who destroyed death, the only one who destroyed death, when your perspective is centered on the only one who defeats giants, whether they're real or imaginary, then too you'll be able to yell timber all day long. I told you in the last message that I, I don't stand here and preach at you, but I do know experientially of the times when my eyes are taken off the Lord, when I don't see or think, or focus on the godly perspective and the God perspective, when I take my eyes off that and place them on the flesh or place them somewhere else, even though it may be a short period of time, and yet every time I do that, I'm in deep trouble. And that is why David begins his focus and continues his focus on the majesty of God. He never takes his eyes off the majesty of God. Not what can the politicians do for me, not what can the government do for me, not what can my resources do for me, but what He can do. Now listen, that does not mean that we should not pray and work hard and work diligently to see that godly men and women be elected in in office. I'm not saying that at all. But even when we do have godly people, our hope is not in them. We should not be reliant on them. You see, David started, he continued, and he ended with the majesty of God. Humanism, which is now dominating the school system, the university system, the media, the culture at large. Humanism begins with man. And that's why we're in the trouble we're in. Their motto is, man is the measure of all things. You don't have to have a seminary degree to know that this type of thinking is the gateway to destruction. The secret of David's victory, the secret of your victory and my victory, is to see human beings as God sees them. To see them as the creatures and the creation of God. To see them as responsible to the maker and creator God. For unless and until we understand and deeply comprehend the surpassing majesty of God, we're not going to have a sober assessment of who man is. And I'm talking about mankind. Because when you do not live by the godly perspective, you will have faulty view of man. I spent upward of seven years studying anthropology. Most of you know this. So that's the study of man. And if I did not have the godly perspective, I would have been as lost as a goose like most of my professors were. <laughs> but I'm here to testify to you that without the godly perspective, we're going to have fault of view of man. And the reason we are having faulty policies coming out of the government, the reason we have terrorism, and the reason we have problems, and the reason we have amassed such huge debt that can never be paid, the reason we are facing giants, huge giants, that seems to be impossible to slay, is because we have a faulty view of man. And the reason we have a faulty view of man and the ability of man is because we do not have the God perspective. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You see, when you begin and you continue and you conclude with the godly perspective, you see man in his proper role, not inflate their ability. You see, David understood and experienced that when you are overwhelmed, with challenges when you are facing giants when you are experiencing major challenge in life when all of the odds seem to be against you don't panic don't fret don't try to re- tranquilize this don't try to escape from it don't hit for the mountains <laughs> don't bury your head in the sand don't live in despair don't surrender to your fear. Don't give up to the defeatist attitude in nature. And from firsthand experience, David tells us that what you should do in times like that is do some name-calling. <laughs> now, not of your enemy. and <laughs> know it's temptation sometimes. But call on the name of God. Oh, Lord, our oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Why is this name-calling? Because there is power in that name. There is strength in that name. There is absolutely assured victory in that name. And David is saying more than that. Listen carefully. He is saying more than that. He said, when you look at the creation with its magnificence and with its majesty, you are seeing a very, 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 very very tiny glimpse of the glory of God. Uh, when you catch even a glimpse of the glory of Jesus in heaven, the glorified Jesus in heaven, you begin to realize <laughs> that our praise of Him is so inadequate. You would be so embarrassed of how pathetic our praise is that we would be overcome with shame for not praising Him as He ought to be praised. And that is why in verse 2, is it "...from the lips of children and infants He hath ordained praise." This is the verse that the Lord Jesus Himself quoted when those hypocrite Pharisees were trying to get Him to silence the praise of the children in Jerusalem on the day we call Palm Sunday. Hosanna. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord Jesus quoted this verse. I don't want you to miss this, okay? Don't miss this. When David came and saw how this giant was mocking the people of God... He was filled with awe, not of the giant, but of his God. Not of that Philistine paper tiger, but of the majesty of Jehovah. And he said, who is this Philistine who's mocking the people of God? His older brothers, of course, whose eyes were on Saul. His older brothers who did not have the God's perspective. They said to him, "Uh, are you a blind boy? Can't you see how big he is? This giant of a man can hurt you, boy. Go home to your sheep. But David's eye were in the majesty of God, on the God perspective, the majesty of Jehovah. As I look at the globe, and as I look at the world, and as I I look at history, and as I, I look at the Scripture, I am personally convinced that we, at this time of history, we are at the proverbial high noon, and there are only two forces on the street. Let me assure you, there are only two forces on the street. There is the faithful servants of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and there are forces of evil. I don't care about what the tag they call themselves, what label they call themselves, if they are not committed to the divinity and the uniqueness of the Lord Jesus Christ, they are with the forces of evil. And there are two forces on the street right now. And the way I see it is this, that the time is coming very soon when the faithful remnant of the living God must be able to say, enough is enough. The Goliaths of this world have challenged the army of the living God long enough. The giants of Satan's emissaries have been deceiving some of the people of God long enough. That the giants of compromise have been misleading many of the people of God long enough. That we must give up our small ambitions. That we must give up our timidity. It is time to give up our fearful tendencies. It is time to throw caution to the wind. It is time to call upon the powers of heaven. It is time to humble ourselves before the Lord. It is time to stop having one foot in the world and one foot with God. It is time to be jealous for the righteousness of God. It is time to appropriate the promises of God. It is time to repent of half-hearted commitment to the Lord. It is time to stop wanting to be loved and accepted by the world. It is time for the defeated, despondent, and discouraged army of God To rise up and be the army of the living God. The great news is David used Goliath's sword to slay him. Listen carefully. Here's what I want to tell you today. With every problem you are facing, with every distress that is happening, with every giant that is challenging us. There in that giant, the very weapon that can defeat him, if you know how to look for it. I had come nearly four-fifths of the way in my sermon, and I haven't got to the rest of the psalm. I'm still on verse 1. Wait till next message, I'll finish the psalm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. But what I want to tell you is this, Uh, through the years I've collected some statements of people who have impacted me. And one of those statements is by General Eisenhower, that's before he became President Eisenhower, the commander of the Allied forces. On the eve of D-Day, here's what he said, very simple, straightforward. He said, We will accept nothing less than full victory. Let us beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. The problem is, so many believers are settling for half victory. Now, we are not willing to take authority and fight for our families and fight for our children, and fight for our neighbors, and fight for the souls of those who need to come to Christ. If this was General Eisenhower's attitude toward an earthly battle with an earthly army, how much more confident should the generals of the living God, army of the living God, should be? How committed should we, as the soldiers of the living God, Listen to me, beloved, we must never settle for half-victories. We must never be contented with partial victories. We must never be satisfied with mediocre commitment. We must never be contented with an average Christian life. I can't stand that word. We must not settle for fatalism. Are you facing giants in your life? Where is your focus? Goliath or the majesty of God? Lift up your head. Look to the one who specializes in slaying giants. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Think about this one of thousands of facts that you find in science, especially today. Think about the creative power of God. Begin with the solar system. At the speed of light. That is 186,000 miles a second. Sunlight takes eight minutes to reach us. The same light takes five more hours to reach the furthest space in the solar system. After leaving the solar system, that same light must travel four years and four months to reach the next star in the universe. That distance is estimated to be 40 trillion Kilometers. I can't even fathom that In fact, scientists have estimated That the distance across the universe Is roughly 40 billion light years And there are roughly 100 billion trillion stars And the one who put them all there says Call me daddy Call me daddy Call me daddy What giants do you have in your life? a giant that can stand before our God. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in
0: all the earth. Thanks for taking time to join and listen to Dr. Michael Yusuf on this Leading the Way audio episode. It's part of his series, Having the Right Perspective. And part of having the right perspective is knowing and following Jesus. If you have questions about how that plays out in your life, consider a conversation with a Leading the Way pastor. The place to start is ltw.org/slash Jesus. Ltw.org slash Jesus. As we celebrate the 14th anniversary of the Kingdoms At, Dr. Yusuf has joined me in the studio, and we thought it a perfect opportunity to answer some of the questions we've received from Leading the Way listeners. Dr. Yusuf, thank you for being here. As the founder of The Kingdom Sat, or Al-Malakut Sat, share a little of how God led you to start this world-impacting ministry in 2009 and why.
1: It took me five years between 2004 until we launched in 2009 for me to discern the mind of God, the will of God, and to be sure that this channel is God's idea and not mine, or anybody else for that matter. And so after... We became convinced in prayer and fasting, and God provided all that we needed at the time to launch only four hours at the time, uh, repeated six times. Then we realized that this is something, as we progressed in year, God wanted, because we believe that it is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and only the gospel of Jesus Christ can set men and women, boys and girls, free from sin and condemnation and hell. And so that is why we bring the gospel of Jesus Christ very clearly and relevantly to whoever you are and wherever you may be. And that is why you see a lot of varieties of it to reach different areas of the Arabic-speaking world.
0: Learn more about the many outreach arms of Leading the Way when you visit ltw.org, ltw.org or by speaking to a ministry representative at Leading the Way's call center. The number is 1-300-133-589. That's all for today, except for this invitation to listen again next time, when Dr. Michael Youssef once again passionately proclaims uncompromising truth on Leading the Way Audio. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Connect via television, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and all of the worldwide social media networks. Learn more at ltw.org.